Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Coming up in this edition of TV Black Box, I'll take you behind the scenes of the Seven Spotlight Referendum Live Special. Seven claims the number one ratings crown for 2023, but nine has something to say about that. And when are your conversations private if you're wearing a mic in a studio? A court case in the UK is going to put that to the test. Welcome to the podcast where people in the industry get their news. This is TV Black Box. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is TV Black Box, bringing you the inside goss from the TV industry. Hello, my lovers. It's Rob McKnight here, ready for another big week of TV Black Box. In the corner, in the red corner, because he's a commie, is none other than David Robbo Robinson. <laughs> hello, Robbo. Now, hello there, Robbie. And, and one of the great things was that everyone thought it was me, but then it was possibly a lot of other people on this podcast. But yes, I'm a pinky. Yeah, I think Mug thought I was about to go to him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the picky very much so. Como ABC lover is here and very uh, happy to be here. And forget about Dictator Dan. We have the man who will tell you what to think and how to think it. It's none other than Mog, the viewer's advocate. Hello, Mog. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, no, I would take those. I've had a couple of wines. <laughs> oh, you, well, you couldn't tell. Hello, everyone. My name's Mulk, and I'm back on the podcast for some reason. Uh, I'm recording tonight on the land of the Dark and Jung Mob, and I pay my respects to their elders. Uh, I am intrigued at how tonight is going to go, given the current state of introduction. Uh, well, I get ready. It. Buckle up, people. Uh, I will make the point that Mulk has to leave. He's on a tight deadline because... Even though we do this podcast every week at around about the same time, Mog's decided he has to do another podcast, which is obviously more important to him. It is a live podcast, The Unreal Housewives oh, with Nick and Mog. Okay, it's live. No, no, I didn't know it was that. I actually now need to retract my statement. Mm, yes, yeah, so as, as well you should, McKnight. Thanks so much. No, live, live takes priority. I'll give you that. The Unreal Housewives of Nick and Mock is back because the Real Housewives of Sydney are back for season two. And it is a blistering start to the season. You can tune in by either watching from the Unreal Housewives podcast Facebook page um, or cop the podcast when it comes out later tonight. Have a listen, have a watch on Spotify. Or listen to the TV Black Box podcast, but whatever. Um, I mean, priorities. <laughs> so we'll start by the Seven Spotlight uh, live live episode I produced this week. Uh, I know you all have thoughts, so I thought we'd just tackle this first. I've got to tell you, I have loved making live TV again. I got to make a special edition of of Spotlight for the Seven Network. It was the referendum special. It started out as a one-hour show. Then we knew it was going to be an hour and a half, and it ended up being two hours but it rated really well it did over 624,000 uh viewers in Ooh, nationally nationally um it 
Yeah, nice. it did. It did really That's well. Um, and one, it's time slot. Rob. One, it's time like, slot. Congratulations. Um, I had a look at the minute by minutes today, and it really held well. And the research team said nothing at that time of night on a Sunday night at that in that time slot would usually hold the audience the way that show did. So it was an amazing uh, team effort. I really felt privileged to be able to do it. Um, mm. And and what does surprise me is that no one else has been doing this. Uh, I would have thought the ABC or even 60 Minutes might have a go, but uh, I love the fact, oh. and it was live, live. No, are, are Q&A can't be why counted. They haven't done it? Yeah, yeah, are you wondering, Rob, why they haven't done it on this topic or at all? On, on this topic, you know, like I, I think there hasn't been a national debate. Q&A, uh, you know, I feel... And please correct me if I'm wrong, because I might be seen as biased. I feel that Q&A is sort of preaching to the choir and may have one anti-voice person. But what we did was really try to have a respectful, civilised debate that focused on the issues. My intention with this was to cut through the confusion. And I even wrote that in the opener. I said, tonight, the confusion ends. I don't think we achieved that. And I don't mm. think the Yes campaign had the strongest voices. Uh, and if you looked at what we did with the Seven Pulse, or some people refer to it as the worm, but now I know that trademark, <gasps> I, I think that you saw the no the no campaign is actually made uh, to the undecided voters as chosen chosen by Roy Morgan research they what they were saying resonated with those undecided voters it, it was an interesting one I, to to quickly jump back i think q&a is past its use by date agree rob and i think that it's no longer a forum that is and i love patricia cabellus delivering oh pk is doing a fine job with the sandwich that she's mm. been handed um uh, and I think as to why no other network or anybody really has tried to do a live forum like you did with Seven News Spotlight is because it's a really fraught conversation. Um, uh, trying to find people on both sides of the, the conversation, uh, sides, right? It's a yes, no answer. So there's sides. Um, trying to find people on both sides of the, the conversation that can articulate their arguments well yep. and do it in a way that is generous and factual is difficult and that's that's the real challenge is how do we get yeah. people on both sides of the conversation to share what their views are and their their standing position for it and and is based in fact because we're finding more and more that there are some pretty sizable holes in some conversations and reasons for why you should vote one way or the other. And that's difficult to go live to air because how do you fact check that? Like you just don't. Um, it was really clear that you worked hard on it, Rob. Congratulations on getting it together. I uh, messaged you separately and thought that Liam Bartlett didn't, didn't cover himself in glory, but that's Liam Bartlett's problem, not yours necessarily. Um, and it I, was, I disagree and with that. I think you raised two my what to me were minor issues based on the way you phrased oh, a couple of things. I don't think suggesting Ray Martin called people no, racist. No, I don't is think minor. that's how it meant to come out. And um, he was, but that's what he said. Yeah, I, that's what Liam Bartlett said. Ray yeah. said, and he never said that. I, I just think that in a live scenario where you're trying to get through a lot, um, you know, sometimes there's and I sometimes you're going to trip over your words and say the wrong thing. Yeah. And if you want to hold him that's accountable for that, so be bottom, it. Man. But I, I thought Liam did a great job. That's a tough word to put back in the bottle. If he tripped over and said something else or another, and I get the pressure of live TV is big, that's just a tough word in that situation mm. to accidentally say if indeed that's what the situation was.
Um, what did we think of the production? Um, if I can come in first, I thought the, the production was great. And can I say this really quickly? Um, you know, you know, I'm a fanboy. Um, of it, it, I, I knew what I was watching, and I love. No, I loved it. It was a Rob McKnight. It had, it had the flavour. Um, and I thought it was great. It looked amazing. It, you know, the way we went from Steadicam to other cameras, you know, really seamlessly, really, really enjoyed it. Um, I think Michael Usher was underused, but I think Michael Usher is underused by the whole network. I think he's fantastic. I think he, he, had he a is very, the up-and-coming talent of that show. He had show. a very determined role. I gave him the hosting position because he usually hosts the show and I had other things for him to do, but it made sense to me to split up the roles and use... There are three reporters for Seven Years Spotlight and I felt it was important to do this as a team. Yeah, of course. Uh, I was yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just giving you my as, reasons. As, but I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and, and he's just fantastic. He is so smooth. Uh, he is in control. He He's someone who I watch, and you could almost picture him being able to switch the show, <laughs> write the show, do his auto cue, and, you know, move mm. through and, and, and handle the show. Michael Usher is just a wonderful, uh, a wonderful talent. Um at first, I was a little bit off um, uh, the Seven News Pulse because it was like, you know, original Super Nintendo from mm. 1985. That then worked for it really quickly for me. So I thought, what's this thing? Like, are we still like at this 64-bit, <laughs> whatever? What it, what it did for me, though, is if it was smooth, I thought I would find it hard to understand what was happening. And I loved it for that reason. So it goes, you know, someone's talking mm-hmm. and it goes, and the boop worked for me. Um, ask any dog I've ever met. I love booping and I love the, <laughs> Can the, I tell the, you, Robo, the seven pulse. We um, spent two and a half hours rehearsing that opening segment. We didn't actually get to rehearse the uh, other was- segments because I had packed so many moving parts into that first segment. So we had Michael Usher do an opening cold open, a big opener. Then he had yep. to get through the exposition of explaining the viewer vote and then we brought Sarah in and that's why I made it and it was all and and I did I wanted it all steady cam move and then we had the pictures there was so much happening in that first segment spot on though no no and and can I say I think that's what I loved about it I knew what I was watching obviously I knew that you were doing it but I watched it going I know what I'm watching so honestly well done if I can uh turn your cameras on now guys I've just got a couple of pockets here for you <laughs> oh there we go I'll have uh, to add a sound effect. It was that, that bad. That's cheapest. <laughs> yeah, you because that didn't work. <laughs> that was a robot production. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and everyone knows what that. Oh, one of them didn't go off. Isn't that beautiful? Um, okay. Um, Story of your life. All right, one. but hang on. Yeah, I'm here. I'm ready to hear the criticism. I've got a, cup, I've got a mm-hmm. couple of things to yep. say here. Um, oh no, I'm not finished with the compliments. Um, Morris, love to see him in the background. He was, he was oh, doing audience warm-ups. Morris Parker. Oh, I love him. He's fantastic. So he should. Yeah. Morris Parker. I adore Morris Parker. I worked with him for a, a little while on Studio 10. I adore that man. And and as I was watching the wide shot, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> there he is. And I love him. He's got the same look. I, I, I adore that man. And, and a production that has him is a very lucky production. Also with you, Robin, and I mean that. <clears throat> Pause for effect. <laughs> now. We then get to, I appreciated what was happening in the way of um, giving the the uh, the points mm-hmm. of view. Loved that. POV, as we call them in the, in the TikTok game. Um, but I think that, I'm going to suggest that um, Liam Bartlett was not good to Ray Martin. Ray Martin was succinct. 
Um, he was able to get across his point. And I, I understand what you were saying before with, with Malk. Um, he didn't just say, it wasn't just a flippant um, live television, put this out there. Ray Martin didn't do it. And you've got to be really, really careful. When you say to someone like Ray Martin, uh, well, you said this, and Ray Martin, as he should, in the background going, no, Liam, no, Liam. And then it kept going, and Liam said it again later. That's not a slip of the tongue. That is a that is a concerted idea of what we're going to do here. Um, I think there might have been some, uh, not from Ray, but uh, a little bit... Uh, uh, professional rivalry and of course when you're on a stage for this for something that's so important you've got Ray Martin there um, there's going to be a little bit of that that should have been put in check inside himself before he did that he knew he was up against senators um, politicians talk in a way where you can for the most part go hang on a minute Ray Martin was just well spoken and, and fantastic to say and to keep pushing home the point that he called no voters dickheads and he called he did it and he explained it and then for Liam to then go back you know two or three questions later go well Ray did this you hear Ray in the background uh, and well, this we is didn't a big chop his mic off he was of, free of to say program. whatever he wanted to say but you never took a shot of him. Oh, mate, that, you that wasn't... Him you can't, that, let me just tell you right now. No, no, that no, was I, not no, because no. I was telling Robbie, the director Robbie. not to take a shot. He, the director was doing his thing. No, 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 no. And, and, and of course, no. Sorry, Rob, that, that I, I don't even... I know that you could... The same way that I said about Michael Usher. You could direct, produce, write. You could present all of that kind of thing. I'm not mm. saying that for you at all. But to, 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 for anyone that could defend Liam Bartlett in the way that he treated Ray Martin, especially at the beginning of the program, um, is, is not correct. Um, it, 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 Ray very clearly said, well, you haven't showed the whole grab. I you took issue with this. that because this we did show said. the whole grab. And I kept the pause in because I cut that grab up myself. I did not cut anything out. Yeah, but Liam Bartlett... But, but, but Liam Bartlett had already decided what Ray's answer was before he asked the question. Well, I can't talk That's to that. That's not a very good... Well, I can because I watched it. <laughs> and, and and it kept happening... But I, I no, did, I, I, no it, I hear In the way of... It, it, yeah, and it kept coming back and he kept doing it. To have someone like Ray Martin talk off camera and say, no, Liam, no, Liam, and Liam Bartlett keep going, that's not a great look. Um, so that, that they were really my only criticisms. The other thing was, it was, I would say... 45 minutes too long. Right. The audience held, and, and the thing it, is, it, look, it, it was, it, it was, it was long. long. No, hold on. But you, it was too long. It should have been cutter, have cut? tighter. I loved what you did. Um, I just would have cut. Uh, I just would have no, cut. No, no, you can't just say that. What would you gone. cut? Because I did go in during the commercial break, and, and all the, um, all the, uh, well, the panel had IFBs, but I was trying not to get in their ear because they're not TV people. But I did go out to them yeah, and say, yeah. Ray. Um, yes, of course. Yeah. Um, I did go out to them and say, look, you're getting your points across, but you're taking too long to do it. And they said, and, and yeah, they yeah, said to course, me, oh, but, you know, we've got, to, we've got things to say. I said, that's fine, but we're already 20 minutes over and we're going to be going until midnight if you say all the things you want to say. Yeah. And from a TV point of view, Rob, which and, and I love that we're able to talk to you about this. What was uh, the time frame or, uh, that you gave to the panel? What did you say was the program? I, I did not put limits on how, and maybe this is something for next no, time. No, no, I meant the whole program. Uh, the whole program. It I was originally pro- going to be a tight hour, and I soon realised it wouldn't be, right? Right. So, so sure, what sure. ended up happening was that 
I, based on the things we wanted to do, including the PM interview, the Uluru statement, the talking to the top end. So you've sure. got to remember, we took, we sent a producer and a camera crew up to Uluru to shoot the Uluru statement from the heart and talk to Indigenous Australians. It was shot, wonderful, wasn't it? Re- beautifully um, shot. Beautifully and so shot. it quickly became apparent to me that we'd probably be off air by about uh, 10.40. Okay. Sure. Then, yeah, yeah. but programming had said... After starting at what? At 9. 30? At 9, sorry. Yep. So what happened, though, was that I added an extra segment and said to scheduling that I'm going to do this because I'd like to make the commercial break shorter and it will help me because we've got to do a viewer poll and and all this kind of stuff. Uh, What ended up happening was that those commercial breaks went from 14 minutes of content, of commercial content, to 18 minutes 50, right? So I was already in trouble. Um, The first segment went way over and there was actually another topic that we were going to get into that I dropped. And so I was trying to drop things on the run, but I also made the decision knowing that programming had said, Rob, you can go as long as you want. This is important. Do do whatever you think is the right call. Do whatever you think. Um, And actually James Warburton came down on Monday and said to me, he said, as soon as you went off, the viewers went. He said, I would have been happy for you to go to midnight, until midnight, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. And so basically what I tried to do, Robbo, was let it go with the amount of time that uh, for what when the conversation was interesting. There were a couple of times I said rapping in everyone's ear, uh, but it wasn't often because I did think the whole point of this was to give these people the chance to tell Australians and inform Australians why we should vote yes or no. Well done, and well done to everyone, and well done to Seven Foot. Taking the chance, I, mean, I know that Tim last week said, is this, you know, essentially is this community mm. service? And you said there was a bit of both. The number one network, which we're going to talk about in a moment, the number one network, though, still went, you know what, we've got a re- responsibility, and we can do it well, and we can do it with showbiz, and we can do it with content. Well done. Uh, yeah, oh. it was genuinely fun to do again and i appreciate getting the opportunity but let's move on because as we head towards the finish line for 2023 well the seven networkers claim the number one title for the year well that's what they're saying but nine does not agree let's break it down seven says it is now in an unbeatable position with a 42.3 percent commercial share and leads in the 25 to 54 and 16 to 39 demos as of this week the network says it has won 26 weeks this year and 21 in the capital cities there are only 40 weeks of ratings of course which means reaching that magic 21 weeks gives them the win but nine has shot back declaring itself the winner in the 25 to 54s and 16 to 39s in the metro markets as opposed to the national mulk obviously seven is playing as I've just mentioned, to that national figure, and Nine is playing to the capital cities. But I do find it interesting Nine couldn't go harder with their defence. There were no claims of outright number one. It seemed almost a half-hearted defence. Look, I, I think the challenge, if I'm going to be really optimistic, everybody won! Yeah. Um, which is the standard, you know, kind of press release that we'll start to get and have gotten for the past four or five years. Everybody wins something. Well done, mm. everybody. Pat yourselves on the back. Merry Christmas. Um, seven leaning into with integrity their metric that they uh, they only care about the national figures. Great. Well done, everyone. You pulled it off in the national situations. I want to 
quickly counter and say that the 40 weeks of the ratings year are indeed a thing, but all of the networks have not given a shit about that for at least five years. No, we so can't say that because oh, yes, nine and can. seven, but no, no, hang on. But every, when it comes to news, nine are happy to claim 21 weeks when Sydney news got to 21 weeks and Brisbane news got to 21 weeks and seven did the same with Melbourne news. When they get to that 21 week mark, which has been a, a, a way of measuring success by both nine, especially nine, to be honest, and seven to some extent, um, that has been a legitimate measure. But they can't have it both ways, Rob, okay? They can't say we program for 48 to 52 weeks of the year, which is what all three commercial yeah, networks which they do. now tell yep. us, yep. and say we care about the year-long figure, which they all do because we will see press releases towards the end of the year that say that we won 27 weeks of this or we won 27 mm. weeks of that, ignoring the, the, the 21 weeks, which is the half and one of the 40-week year. Oh, mate, there's definitely ways to metric. slice and dice it. Sure. There's no but doubt this about is, that. But, but here's the challenge. Everybody wins when you can slice and dice it in a way that no one else agrees with. The whole point of the 40-week year, when everybody agreed to it in their gentleman's agreement, 40 weeks a year, Five City Metro meant that everybody measured themselves by the same thing and then the demos in the same way. For Seven to move to a national figure and say that that's the one that counts, I'm all for it, no one else cares. Except Seven. Nine, yeah, but even ten, nine and ten use the national figure in their press releases when it works only for them. Only on big things here's, that are national. Here's events. my concern. Can I finish my thought? Oh, sorry. The challenge here is when you've got, and let's just keep it seven to nine. Nine are all about Five City Metro, and particularly all about the demos. Seven are national total people, and then the demos as like an ad- a, a benefited addition. That, that it's like they're hitting two different ends of the metric and that's before we start to split whether or not it's 40 weeks for the year or 52 weeks for the year. There is no comparison on who actually won anything if they're all going to run different measures as to how we determine who wins anything because otherwise everybody wins. Thank you. There's no doubt that um, everyone chooses it. it- when it comes to ratings, it's like a sizzler buffet. Um, people choose what they'd like to put on their plate, and when they take the plate to the cashier, they're saying, well, this is the best plate ever. There's no doubt sure. that there's a bit of that going on. Um, in in response, though, um, the, the, the spotlight special we saw on Sunday on, on the Seven Network was traditionally, and has been for a long time, a nine-network property. The Nine Network is the one that you turn to for years and years and years and years for that kind of programming. And Ziggy. Uh, no. That's traditionally where Australians turn to for that kind of programming. That's why people look at Seven Pulse and still call mm. them the worm. Um, I think that's one of the big differences here. So, yes, you can pick and choose what you what you do. One of the greatest uh, culinary ratings experts was Neil Shrewbridge. At Channel Ten, jeepers, creepers, he slice could and slice and, and still dice does the for ratings now, yeah. in a way yeah, which is fantastic. Um, but what we're seeing, though, is a maturity of the Seven Network that allows them to go. You know what? We're doing this. Seven would have never done this ten years ago because Nine was would going never have to done do what, it. Robo? Seven is now doing it. This big special with because that was traditionally a nine thing. That's why people, like I said before, nine people still call it the worm. It's not the worm anymore. 
because nine no longer yeah, does that I, programming. I wanna... Seven, mm. rightly so, has 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 gone to the, the market and gone, look, we're, we're doing this kind of programming and we're doing this kind of show, which Seven didn't do. And if they did, it wasn't fantastic back in the day. Yeah, but it's also only a one-off, Robbo, is the problem. Like, I, this is not to diminish the efforts of Rob, the Spotlight team, or indeed the network, because they've been working really hard, as have nine, as have people at 10 and so on and so forth. The, the, what you're saying in part is true, though that hasn't been the case for either seven or nine for the past five years. And I, I feel for all three commercial networks because they are in the last quarter run to the year. They've got commitments that some of them need to keep for stuff. Like, for example, nine ran the cricket on Sunday night on their primary channel because it was Australia in the ICC men's one day international World Cup it did not rate much of a muchness. Now, that absolutely offered Seven a free run and they absolutely capitalised on it. Absolutely. Um, is there is there a future for this kind of thing? I would hope so. I think that we should see more of what Seven News Spotlight did and I'd love to see 60 do the same and please, please yes. more of those things. But they are still very isolated incidents in what is a melange of ratings uh, in programming across the year for all of the networks, they are literally flopping to 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 franchise to franchise at the moment, where one is doing well and then one isn't doing well, and then one has its good win and then this one isn't doing great, and it, it's so up and so down. So why didn't nine do it? Why didn't last nine night? do it? This why didn't is, they do it last night? They had the cricket. Territory. Sunday night they had the cricket. Why? No, no, no. I'm talking about nine in general. Why did the nine network not bring out their their IP? Which when is would the they worm? have done it, Robbo? They love when it. Would they have done it? it. The Sunday immediately prior, Last... like Seven Spotlight did, is the spot on perfect time to do it. Other than maybe a Wednesday or Thursday, but there's other scheduling issues around that. All right. A big court case is developing in the UK with comedian David Walliams making sensational claims against the makers of Britain's Got Talent. Walliams was axed from the show late last year after mean comments he made about contestants were leaked to the media and they they were more than just mean. They were pretty offensive and outrageous. In court papers, Walliams says he has since suffered suicidal thoughts and finds it difficult to be funny. He also claims the leak has led to a massive income loss. The star is demanding $19 million, accusing free Fremantle Media of an unlawful data protection breach on an industrial scale. And this is where it gets interesting. He says the production company recorded, transcribed and retained private conversations for 10 years. It's alleged they collected private and sensitive details of conversations throughout his time on the family favourite series. Robbo, we're always told not to say anything private in studio, but the reality is there's a sense of trust when you're wearing a mic. You've been in studios, you've worn the mic. Have you ever censored what you've said? I haven't (laughs) censored, but I'll tell you right now, um, I have many times... Okay, we're in a break. I've got to pee. Yeah. Run to the toilet. There's a special toilet near Channel 10. I'm peeing. I come back. And because you've got no time, like I always like to aim on the side of the bowl, um, you've got no time to even aim. You just got to go. get into the water. It's a really loud sound. You come back and you go, um, gee, you, you pee like a little <laughs> Oh, bloody hell. Um, so then, but, but, and this is the thing though, I've been on TV for 16 years um, and, and radio and. Uh, you, you, you sometimes forget, but you don't really. So 
I think this is odd. I'd like to know more about the factors why they would transcribe, and if that's true, why you've got the mic on. I, what, what, what do you think about that? Because I, that, that would be the same as you saying to a producer or any producer, guys, we've got Sarah, we've got Ice, we've got Joe, we've got Jess, we've got Robbo, um, uh, whatever mics are isolated. Um, yeah, but for it. reality why? TV shows and 60 Minutes Spotlight, everything that's recorded will go through a transcription service, right? So that's not unusual. The, yeah. the problem from his point of view, and this is where I think it gets interesting, is what were his expectations of what was being recorded? So, so oh, yeah, so if I say to someone, oh, bloody hell, I mean, you, you sing like a banshee, was I saying that while the red light was Correct, on? Correct, right. I saying so it? now Simon Cowell has come out and not only unfollowed David Williams on social media, but he wow. said this is, he's basically wow. said this is a load of horseshit. He said, we always knew that at the table anything said was being recorded um, because they, were, they would use it in the auditions process. So he has said that was a, an expectation put out. My concern is that if you are going to the toilet or if you are offset and they are still recording you, you have an expectation, even though you are wearing a mic, to me there is an expectation that you are not being recorded. Yeah, you might yes, have to put yes. up with an audio director eavesdropping on your conversations. But here's the problem, that if you dare turn the mic off, people go ape shit at you. So, like, you know, hosts, I've known hosts who will turn the mic off and the audio director's going, I've lost that mic, I've lost that mic. Yeah, because the person's turn offset off. and doesn't want to be have it going on, right? Because they've told you. Now, yeah, yeah. and also... People have conversations. God, the media industry bitch to each other like there's no tomorrow. You'll be there saying, can you believe that fucking dickhead who came and did this? Or, you know, like you would have a bitch about the contestant. And he dropped a C-bomb about an older woman, and that's that was led to some headlines. But you have a problem when he has an expectation that he will be protected by the production company. That information is leaked to a paper, and it has now cost him financial losses. There is something to be said. It's a fascinating case to me. Rob, remember, we used to have this talk, and I remember this for a long time, is that the wonderful thing that... Whenever someone's got a lapel mic on, they think that putting <laughs> their hand over the lapel mic cuts cuts. It the does audio. not work. So you, it's I know it. So you you watch like um you know the off airs of tapes and, and the you hand goes over go, the mic and you can still and hear they, them they, clear yeah. as day. So, go, so so if you can, <laughs> if you, but you can hilarious. If anyone thinks a hand over a lapel, a hand over a hand mic, or a hand over a boom, think it's and that's out been everything. our public service for today. All right, coming up, ten <laughs> yeah. confirms it's going back to the future with the return of its late news. Has one of the world's most popular shows been axed? We'll find out what everyone's been watching in the TV. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
Channel 10 has confirmed it's bringing back its late news, as originally revealed by Kevin Perry at Where Else But TV Black Box. A network spokesperson told TV Black Box, Tech News First will return in a one-hour bulletin from 5 to 6pm weeknights, and Network 10 will welcome back a late news bulletin, which will be available as a digital offering, first on 10 Play, then broadcast on 10. As listeners of the podcast will know, I previously reported that Deal or No Deal is set to go into the 6 p.m. time slot. Robo, did you not like my... I'm trying to spice things up when I do quotes from network people. No, I, 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 I do love it. I think that your your impressions are always fantastic. I my don't, accents? Yeah, oh, I don't. Here's no, my don't, Indian. Don't open the door Let me do on my, my Indian oh, accent. No, 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 okay, no, the new how no, you doing no. there, Robo? <laughs> Oh, that sounded like Catherine Tate. Um, uh, yeah, no, uh, fantastic. Um, can I ask you a question, though? And I love doing this yeah. because I almost feel like, uh, you know, someone who's watching. When will 10 late news go to where, though? When will I get it uh, on... Yes, 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 yes. On, uh, 10 Consistency will be key. It has to be the same time slot. Which is what we talked now, about Now, it's interesting, times. though, but I... I, I uh, sorry, I'm... I'm Gonna bring Malk in here because I'm really interested Hi. in in in. It's I'm interested in what you've got to say. There, I said it. Um, Cheapest <laughs> <laughs> first time for everything, um, friends. Even though you know, I try to have a conversation and he has a go. Oh, but I'm not smarting from too. that one at all. Wow. Not smarting it from it at all. Um, wow, Malk. Consistency is key, but yes. this tell, I'm trying to get my head around it. So they're pre-recording the bulletin because it will be available on 10 Play first. Is this my understanding? Oh, that's what it sounds like. I mean, it's obviously all will be revealed at, at 10's upfronts on the 24th oh, of October. Oh, intimate upfronts where they're intimate. like... So does that mean they touch you? Sorry. Pro- hopefully. I think there's some reach-around. There's a reach-around cabinet. Um, <laughs> the... I feel uncomfortable about wow. making that joke, but you made that Jesus. joke. Jesus. It's, it's intimate, Robbo. Okay, <laughs> let's just lean into that for a second. Is I, that I'll a lead, edit? I'll lean I feel back like into it. It, it might yeah. need to be. We'll see how we go. Um, I, I think the challenge is if if they're pre-recording it so it's available on 10 Play first, is that a smart idea? Is that hitting indeed the demo or the, the target market that they're trying to engage? If it is, great. If that's where they're getting their most traction, awesome. I yeah. haven't honestly had a look at what the, the BVOD for 10 News First is. I haven't paid enough attention to it or 9 News or 7 News. I'm probably going to have to go and have a look at that now. Um, I would not have thought that it was significant enough that they would want to prioritize their you know BVOD audience over their linear broadcast audience that that would surprise me if that's the case do it twice if you want to do that do it for the bvod and then do it like robo when is news not news when it's old yeah well uh, no i, I right? was going to answer you like, it's if one you're not doing later. news live it's one no, second no, listen later. to me yeah. if you're not doing news live yeah. it's old yeah, it's not news 100%. it's old yeah. so if they're going after Thank the you, internet man. audience right this is what i tell you to do um uh, and I agree with you, Rob. Do two records. And I'm yep. going to tell you this right now, and this is this will work. You do a TikTok news, so you film it vertically. You film it in, you know, a minute, and you give those kind of um, news grabs. That's what you do. So if you're talking about going to 10 play, don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. That's That should not be your first point of contact. What you want to do 
is to do uh, stories and very quick grabs on TikTok or Instagram and then do teasers at the end of that to go, well, we're going to have... And I, I, I said this on a yeah. program a couple of weeks ago. I loved it when they were doing a, a, a 10 news... Ten late news, rather, where they had like live music and things like that. Oh. Do things where they tease it back. If do not go, that people are going to go to ten ten play for for news. They're not going to do it. So I may get have the younger sorry, audience. Robert. Yeah, sorry. Go to the younger audience. Do grabs of news and do it in the way that they want to consume it. Yeah, sure. And if I understand what they're saying, and this is not a formal release, it is simply a response to the fact that the story got out before they wanted it to. What I think like the Channel 10 um, <laughs> spokesperson is saying is that the five to six will still be live, live as it's live. Yes. It's the nighttime no, no, yeah, that that's won't right. be live. No, that's how I took it. Because it'll be pre-recorded, which does... Po- I, and I would imagine there are always exceptions where there's this big developing story and we do want to keep it live because by the time we get to 9.30, 10.30, the world has changed and we need to reflect that. But, but Just all, like networks you do have, your... all networks have flicked that. They don't care about that anymore. We don't have Nightline. We don't have Lateline. No, I know. That's not true. Seven has the latest, which is live. Is it live live? Yeah. They pre-record segments like panel segments and sure. a couple of interviews, but they do do the it live. The live. The new they stuff do. is live. Yeah. So they do do. Yeah. They do do the do do, do, do live. Do? <laughs> That's a 30 rock. Joke. Anyway, we need to grow All up. All right. Mark is about to go, so we need oh, to shit. open sorry, the sorry, TV sorry, binge sorry. box because he's got a far more important podcast to do. Absolutely. So let's open the TV binge box and find out what everyone's been watching. I'm going to start us off this week and tell you that I have been watching Loki Season 2 on Disney+. Plus. Good. Mock, I've got to tell you, Disney are pissing me off. Sure. (laughs) Why is that, Rob? (laughs) You tell Walt, mate. Come tell Uncle Mock what your problems are. Show me on the mouse where it hurt you. So... I, I get, you know, we're, we're in the media, we get preview screenings, sure. and, and so Loki pops up, and they give you such a short window, mm. so there were four episodes, right? Yes. I got through two of them, and they do this thing, though, once it launches, those episodes go, and you yes. still can't No, I smashed through all four for that reason. I've been caught before. I hate it because it happens so much with me with Disney. Yes. I miss the window because I have work and I have other yeah. commitments. Life, man. And Life happens. Yeah. And it's just it, it, they 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 they're doing themselves a disservice because if they keep the four episodes up there, it still gives me time to review them and have a look at them and and talk about them. Now, having said that, I found episode one a hard very hard watch. I was getting more into it in episode two. I was intrigued to see what I would think about three and four. Mm. Didn't get that well, opportunity. Well, you'll get to find out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I may not make it. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I I, I loved I it. Just BT Dubs thought it was didn't, great. Didn't it set some streaming records or something like yeah, that? Yeah, because there's not well much else going on, and everyone was hotly anticipating yeah. the return of what has been honestly the best Marvel TV franchise. Since. Oh, I loved season one. Yeah, I loved it. And, I and this is enough. in the same vein. I, I can tell you that three and four build on it really mm. neatly. I loved one and two though. It was a bit hard for episode one, but I loved it. See, even you found it hard. That's interesting. Um, the second show I've been watching is Big Brother UK on ITV, and I have loved it. It's back to basics. It's back to the original format. 
Um, I've watched the launch show. I haven't watched the next episode yet, um, but I am genuinely, genuinely loving it. And uh, having seen the promo for Big Brother Australia, Ooh, I'm not. Dire. I'm not. I'm not into it. And they've still got the love heart for the love it house of love. Dire. I have been told because I have. I have expressed my um, Concern, Rob. feelings around the building. <laughs> Surprised my past still works. But um, <laughs> I have been told that, that I have actually been told it's a really good series, that they really like it. And there is going to be a reintroduction of an element that I'm not allowed to reveal because I, it's that old rule. I found out about it in the tent, so I can't talk about it. But I'm sure it'll come up at the upfront next week at Channel 7. Great. There will be something Big Brother fans will love Good. the return of. Good. And so if it's I, Friday night I, games, I think, I'm out. Uh, me, I would be too. Um, uh, I was never a fan of Friday night games. Fuck. Um, so anyway, I think that will be good for Australian viewers. But remember my podcast with Angus Ross where I said yes. to him, I hope this season fails because he said if it does, they would look at what's happening Do with ITV else, yeah. and possibly go back to a oh. live format. Yeah, he said that yeah, on this did. very that podcast. Was, thanks, right. for, right. thanks for listening, Robbo. Um, thanks for listening. I know, I, sorry, I listen when, when, when Daddy Angus talks, oh, I listen. So. Yeah. you got to be careful um, with the mummy and the daddies. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes, but I uh, I am loving Big Brother on ITV, back to what it should be. Yep. David Robinson, what have you been watching? Robert, thank you so much. I have been... Look, I know Mog's going to go, but I need to put a little bit of dramatic emphasis on this. Um, I've been dehydrated. Emphasis? And, and, and... You need to put emphasis on... Emphasis. I was joking on emphasis. I was putting... This is good content. Oh, I was no, putting the wrong episode. Got to pick up. No, that's all staying in. Great. Um, well, I I have been dehydrated this week, and that's what I always put as a wonderful note of how good a drama is. Mm. Um, I have been watching. I, I I tear up. I get gooses just thinking about it. Chicago Med. Wow. Um, on Amazon Prime. Um, it, it's it's in season five. I've just discovered it. And you know where I discovered it? Ten, nine, and seven. Listen, um, on TikTok. Um, I adore this show. You are one with the um, kids, aren't you, Robert? You're such well, a... You really are with the young kids. Dabbing. I just, I just We don't have much time. Um, so, um, Chicago Med, I cry every episode. That's why I'm dehydrated. I cry and cry. I I, I cry during the cold open. And often, you you know, normally I cry during the cold open of Saturday Night Live, but that's because it's never funny. Never funny. (laughs) Saturday Night Live is one of the most unfunniest shows on television. Lorne Michaels has got some photos on someone oh. and he just keeps on getting a job. Anyway, um, really quickly, um, Chicago Med, um, writing is clunky. Um, often I think that the guest stars are better actors than the main stars, but it does that thing where it just draws you in. Oliver Platt is... An excellent actor. Uh, a brilliant actor, and you would say that he was kind of the big daddy of the show and his kind of gravitas and the way that he just brings his beautiful and very calm acting to the show really anchors it um again the storylines are a bit off the acting's a bit off but it's it's so good i can't stop watching it i think it is absolutely amazing that's available on amazon prime and i'm still trying to get through uh k uh uh, uh 
Kerry Ann Kennelly's record. Um, so I've just flipped that to side B uh, for people who listen to Right, take the sticker off, um, Robert. That's that. that they're my shows. Yeah, thank you for thank listening. You. Bring, bring us home, Monkey. <laughs> right, friends, in three, two. Oh, I've got a whole list, and I'm not going to give it it's all to fun. you. I will up Mulk and down Mulk no, most of it. I Just before I start, need to call Rob McKnight out on one of the, the shows that he talked about last week, saying it's the most unfunny show he's ever seen, blah, 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 blah. Rob McKnight, everybody gets to have their own decisions. Everybody has their own taste. You are profoundly wrong when it comes to court. It is what show was that? I don't even remember. Yeah. Court. Yeah, oh, it was Court on Stan. I've been on radio talking about this show. It is it the is biggest piece of shit. Hilarious. It is so no, it's funny. not. Mark, if you think that's fun, if you think that's funny, you're done as a reviewer. That's TV Black Box for another week. We'll see you next week. If, if that's Mark's recommendations, we need to cut you out. We need to cut you off. Don't forget, for no, all no, the latest no. in the TV industry, go to tvslackbox.com.au. Yeah, no, you're not getting to now. <laughs> Robo, David Robo Robinson, thank you very much. I'm down Mulking Mulk. See you next week, team. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> what is going on? Mulk, Mulk, you stop yourself right now. Is that one of your two? No. Well, then that's... It is now. Oh, hang on, oh, are no, we, are we actually one. ended or are we just was that all for fun and now I can actually do no, it? No, that's, that's I don't comedy. That's In got, three, but you two. Can... If it's funny for me to end there, we'll end it Great, there. Well, otherwise, we'll see how we'll... we go. Um, I, I want to give an up, uh, sorry, uh, two shows. One is, is uh, a no, do not do it. No. And one is uh, absolutely do do it. There's a three episode series called The do Continental do. Do, do. from the world of John Wick. I'm, uh, available now on Prime Video. <gasps> is Mel Kimson in this? Uh, yes, he is. So I, I saw a little promo. I wanted to watch it only because of him. And he's bloody great in it. If you love the John Wick universe, yeah. this is I, ostensibly I a prequel series to John Wick. I'm not going to spoil any of it. Yeah. I love it. It's got the same kind of weird horror hyperviolence that is in John Wick. It's amazing. They are 90-minute episodes, so they're a little movie each episode. Totally worth it. I'm watching it for Mel Gibson. I'm watching it. I, I totally saw the, worth the, it. The, 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 the poster. The Continental from the, the World of John Wick, definitely watch it. In muse of shows that you should definitely not watch, the Frasier reboot that kicks off on Paramount Plus this week. Oh, don't do it to yourself. I, really don't I didn't get a preview, but I have been wanting to see it. I've watched the first four episodes and I really wish I'd not watched three and three quarters of them. Did you like the original though? I loved the original and oh, loved it in Cheers. Okay. I was totally there. This is a bridge too far. I, I understand what they tried to do with the series. And look, if you love Frasier, check it out. Watch it. Don't just hear what I'm saying. Go and watch it and you may really love it. I watched it and went, no, they just should not have even made this series. So what is that? Is that an uplock or a downlock, mate? It's, well, that, that's, it's a downlock if I was only talking about the, the show, but it's definitely of my two. That's don't do it to yourself. Um, a whole bunch of upmolks. Save your complex on binge. Big upmolk. While the men are away, which is now completely on SBS on demand. That is excellent series. Great Aussie drama. Upmolk. RFDS season two on now seven plus. Upmolk. Uh, the newsreader season two, uh, season two on ABC iView. Upmolk. Reservation Dogs finished up on binge, both the final season and the whole series. Now three seasons, big up, Mulk. And Only Murders in the Building, congratulations, coming back season four next year, season three, up, Mulk. And Ahsoka finished, huge up, Mulk. I love that series. So fantastic. So you no longer get any kind of binge box for the rest of this season because you just spent all of your time. I did say he could do up and downs. He he didn't do reviews. He did up and down. And that's where we'll leave it. We're done. (laughs) We're out because he's got to go and do another podcast, which is more important to him. 
and so much hurt. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.